Hello, and welcome back to The Tenth Man. It is Thursday, May 7th. Thank you once again for checking in with me, and I also thank anybody that checked out the live video the other day and or listened to the prior episode. Uh, and again, appreciate the support, uh, even in times of expressing my anger towards uh, unfortunate situations in our current environment. However, today is a very exciting day for me. It is a monumental occasion for this podcast as uh, the long-awaited debut of having a guest on the show. I have talked about it a few times in the past and uh, finally was able to make it happen today. And uh, it was a conversation with uh, a very good and uh, old friend of mine from high school, actually, and he he prefers to be referred to as Brian the Goat Farmer. So that is uh, that's what I'm calling him right now. But uh, Brian is a very very well informed, uh, articulate person who I have over the last couple years had a lot of uh, really great conversations uh, about things politics and otherwise. And I've actually uh, told him before that he needs to either be on my podcast or possibly even start his own podcast. But he is very, very fitting uh, as a guest for this show as he really emulates the what I see as the Tenth Man ideals. He lives off the grid, literally. He lives in, in the woods up in Happy Camp, California, just south of Oregon. And as I, as I kind of consider him, he's, he's, he's a little bit off the grid politically in the sense that he's, he's very critical of uh, both conservatives and liberals. And I really, I just really appreciate him for his independent thinking and uh, he's just got a strong breadth of knowledge. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into our earlier conversation. Hello. Hey, how's hey. it going? You know, good. <laughs> At the off the grid goat farmer to use technology. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> up in up in ha- a happy camp there. I was yeah. I was thinking I could probably just drive up there if it wasn't for the social distancing. Probably would have already started the recording by now. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> the long I five ride. Yeah, yeah. I was just checking it out. I'm kind of looking at the map right now. Um, so you're so you're almost at Oregon, basically. Yeah, I'm like two ridges away from Oregon, pretty much. Wow. So it's okay. pretty much Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Effectively, right? Because you're kind of you're out of uh, California society, basically. Yeah, definitely. I would say the people up here do not see themselves as Californians. <laughs> That's for sure. And and is that this is, the, this is like the heart of the state of Jefferson? It's, it's, oh. uh-huh. And and is that and so that you, and that kind of is your is your forte, right? You kind of enjoy that being uh, sort of separated from uh, California, in a sense. Totally, I would say I'm like a a Northern Californian separatist, and <laughs> have always been since growing up with. <laughs> the influences of my father, I'd say. Oh, really? Yeah, he was like a libertarian kind of guy, you know. Right, but and but you were mentioning, 
Yeah. You mentioned before that you had kind of swayed him over to the the, the dark side, the more of the social oh, yeah. socialism side. Full blooded socialist now, yeah. <laughs> Full uh sixty one year old Bernie bro. <laughs> that's incredible. That's that's quite a feat. You should uh, you you should like uh, write to Bernie Sanders or something because uh, he he could like tell a story about you. It's you know showing that it's never too late. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter. Oh. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Carolina. So how have you been? It's been a while. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been like a <laughs> decade 20, or two. 20, yeah, maybe fifteen years or so. It's uh, yeah. But I was. Uh, I was, we were, we've been talking on, uh, on social media for a while, obviously. And, uh, I think it's kind of fitting that you're my first, uh, first call in guest here because, um, we've, we've talked so extensively about uh, a myriad of topics. Um, and I know I've been saying to you that you got to get on the show. So I'm glad we were finally able to make it happen. Yeah. Me too. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward yeah, to wanting to be on a podcast or do a podcast for a long time. Yeah, and it's uh it's it's amazing once you actually take the first step that it, it ends up being not uh not as daunting as it, it at first seems. Uh so st- taking the first step is always the hardest part. Yeah, I can ramble on a phone for hours if I wanted to. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> Well, and you and you said that uh, the longer the podcast, the better. So, uh, sure. you know, I was. I, have to, I, have I, to. <laughs> I try to be sensitive to the uh, importance of brevity, especially with not knowing how how much people want to listen to me talk. But uh, you know, you were mentioning that you you still like to listen, and uh, now at least there's two voices, so it's not it's not quite as mundane and monotonous. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think uh, I listen to a lot of different podcasts. I listen to some that are just one person talking, two people, there's like five people. And, uh, you know, change for some of those podcasts is always good, too. So, Yeah, well, no, I mean, if I didn't know any better, I'd think that you already had a podcast because you, you sound very natural. And, uh, you know, like when you read about when I first was starting the podcast and I'm kind of reading different material on uh, tips and things like that it's like make sure that you if you have a guest you give them you know specific itinerary of what you're going to talk about because you never want to have uh, dead air time and you know we kind of we we've talked about this for a while but we kind of jumped into this uh, i know we've been kind of talking about different current events but finally we were like hey why don't we just have a conversation and just kind of see where it goes and uh i fortunately we're, we're not having any uh dead dead time so that's great <laughs> totally not much editing <laughs> yeah exactly and that's the right that's the other thing that's uh difficult when you're going at it alone um you have to kind of go back and listen to the whole thing and you become at least for me i kind of become very self-conscious of how i sound and and all my you know you're not always conscious of, of all your mannerisms and speech until you're listening yeah. to yourself for an hour straight uh, so it's definitely nice to break that up a little bit. It's kind of yeah, kind of refreshing. Know. I'll be able to listen to my own voice because I don't know. <laughs> the eight is so strong in the Virgo here that uh, I don't know if I could even hear my own voice. <laughs> well, you you sound really really clear, um, so that's good. 
I, I was yeah, a little worried town, that so you know I you were talking about connection. Yeah. If Interesting. I'm at, so if you're... I'm at the house, I have a horrible, horrible phone connection. But I hear I hear children's voices in the background. Are you? Um, yeah. Where? So you're not home. No, I'm at my uh, I'm at my buddy's house in town. Okay. So, oh, so is that is that uh, is that your child in the background or yeah someone? Yeah, that's, oh, okay, that's my daughter. Okay, I wasn't sure since you had said you weren't uh, at home, but you're you were telling me about your house the other day. I was like, that's so cool. I, I uh, the the cabin and then the little hobbit hole. I yeah I'm yeah we have, by that. yeah we have one pretty big house that has a few rooms in it that have turned mostly into like storage rooms. Uh, but then we have a nice big like underground kind of house that has its own like wood stove and multi-layered and has a big huge california king bed in it and a whole bunch of stuff that's so cool (laughs) yeah and it's really nice because we don't even have to really run um the wood stove in the winter time because it's underground so the temperature stays pretty warm so even when it's snowing here yeah it's it's still warm enough you're hibernating pretty much i'm just a big bear (laughs) <laughs> I'm not the sleek otter I once was while in the Marine Corps. Now I'm just a <laughs> well, and that's the other thing, you know. We both have daughters that we just found out were literally, literally born on the exact on the same, same day. day. Yeah, and I can totally relate that you you basically become a, a giant grizzly bear when you have young kids. That's uh, <laughs> totally. totally. your main role. Right? They just sort of it's like we call it hop on pop here. Um, so it's just like. <laughs> You're just kind of like a big ball of mass for them to just do whatever. Yeah, I think the the majority of the nights my daughter has fallen asleep, it has been up on me. So I'm <laughs> I am the uh, <laughs> yeah I am the whatever works. I guess right. It works most of the time. <laughs> I've so basically it, moved from going driving around in the car like I was doing to now she can just sleep. <laughs> Right. Yeah. That's always nice. I, I, I remember my, uh, my daughter was actually, my son was, he was great with the sleeping. He would, if you ever needed him to sleep, he, you put him in the car and he was out. But my daughter, it was, it was horrible because she wasn't really a great sleeper anyway. And she hated the car. And if I had her in the car seat, I mean, it was a nightmare, like going anywhere with her. It was just, it was terrible. And it's like, there's, there's nothing you can do. Like when you're driving, obviously there's nothing you can do. You can like try to tell them, Oh, it's okay. But you, 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 you just have to sit there eating it for however long it's going to, yeah. it's going to last. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Like out here, uh, we'd have to drive like two hours to go to like the Walmart or the feed store. <laughs> so right. she's younger, like a year, you know, nine months or whatever. Oh, oh, she's just screaming in like. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, I was going to ask you that too because you were telling me how you're so far off the grid, and I'm I'm picturing it like that where it's like you have to take a two hour ride to get a, a gallon of milk, or well, I guess I guess maybe you don't need to do because you've got your own farm also. Yep, yep, yeah, it's a half an hour just to get to town, so that's to get basic stuff. So right. I, I I try to distance my uh, you know spread out my town days well she just started school when there was school Mm because we are post COVID-19 uh 
or I was having to come to town every day to pick her up from school. So that was, that was very different, oh. but, um, but worth it. Cause I want my child to like be educated because education is <laughs> important. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're just kind of like crazy. All, you know, leftist thinking that way, you know, educating. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the crazy right-wing anti-vaxxers in this town that look at me bad. Cause I send my kid to school. It's, it's kind of, Hey, weird. you know, if you're, I mean, I figure if you if you're looking bad to people like that, then you're, you're probably doing all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm to the point where I don't care. That's good. Like, yeah, you kind kind of have to be right, otherwise you'd go insane. Yeah, and you know, if you look on social media, it, everything is so blown up and does you know just disturbing, really. But right. like when you're face to face with people, especially in this town where everybody pretty much knows everybody. You really can't be that way. <laughs> right. Because right. you're going to look like an idiot. People are emboldened behind the, the safety of their keyboard and screen, I guess. Totally. Even our deputy sheriff in this town, when he finds out that, like, I've, like, read marks, he's putting me on a <laughs> list because, uh, you know, Karl Marx, you know, caused 100 million people to be, you know, genocided. I'm like, well... <laughs> Well, we could have a discussion on that, but right. like, that's not going to happen either because he doesn't right. <laughs> have a grasp on like history. Right. But, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, living in like super conservative. That's the funny thing of living in super conservative libertarian California is much different than the Bay Area or Sacramento or, or even. Los right. Angeles. Definitely. Yeah. There's definitely different factions, I guess. Right. Of California. Like. Um, there's, uh, you know, I, I know that I've, I've heard some people and I, and I've, I've thought about it myself, the idea of uh, California seceding from the union, but, uh, I could actually see California seceding amongst itself too. Yeah. I think that's a wonderful idea. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, let's, the let's lack of representation alone on the West coast is troubling. To where on the East Coast you got, you know, like Rhode Island has as many senators as we do. Right. Exactly. You know? So, like, yeah. There's why can't people out here have a say on what federally happens? You know? The amount of the amount of space between you and the nearest Walmart is like more space than uh you know Rhode Island has like, yeah, it's like two states by yeah. square mile. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, because I think Siskiyou is like the fourth largest county in the state yeah that's you know that's there's some big counties down south so but man i am i am envious of you and your city i would i would love to be in that uh situation living in the mountains and like i and the the hobbit hole itself i mean i'm a huge huge lord of the rings fan anyway and i i you know i see uh, like in ireland it's kind of it's kind of a thing there well i think part of the movie was set in ireland also but uh, or filmed in ireland but but yeah, I, I just, I love that. I, I just think that would be so cool. Um, yeah, kind of, it is. It, it almost is actually pretty cool. <laughs> does it kind of, it feels like it kind of uh, represents your personality in a way too, because you're a little bit like off the grid politically. Is, I mean, is that kind of, would I be correct in saying that? I would say uh, for America, sure. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> I w- it's like we were saying the other day, um, I think you're, like the only person I know who might be more to the left than me. And it's mostly just in terms of 
like our, I mean, I think that our ideals are basically the same, but yeah. you know, you, you, um, you, I mean, even just like, and I was going to ask you about this too. You mentioned uh, what is, how you say Q and on. Oh, Q. Yeah. Q and on. Yeah. Q and on. Like stuff like that. I, I didn't even, I had no idea what that even was. And I was thinking oh. you, you brought it up and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so like, I'm so ill-informed. You know, like you're so much more well-informed than me. But then I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay, I don't really feel too bad about myself that I don't know. <laughs> you guys are. Um, no one should know about QAnon, but it's like so important to know that right. the base of Donald Trump are all people who think they're getting secret messages from some intelligent agency asset deep in the deep state who is <laughs> figuring out how to bring down like, you know, uh, interdimensional uh, child molesting pedophile elites. Yeah. It's, I, I, it's, it's just like refurbished Nazi anti-semitic talking points is what it really boils down to and they'll wrap up yeah yeah happens they'll justify any event to where it's cute my so i thought to certain people that are super into q right the Mm -hmm. fires we had in california last year do you remember those fires oh yeah well he said they were started to hide um the military Navy SEALs and like Marine Force Recon and Rangers were uh, taking out deep underground bunkers that were full of child sex slaves. Wow. <laughs> that's a, that's, that's quite a leap. <laughs> yeah. Um, really. So, and this is, and they'll take any event to like, <laughs> justify their own crazy conspiracy. Well, and it's interesting, you know, you speak to uh, part of what makes these people really to me just so terrifying is that when you when you convince yourself of some premise, it can be the most ridiculous, like you just what you just described. Uh, but when when you convince yourself that it's true, then it's like anything is open game i mean if i if i truly believed that uh you know there there was some string of uh child uh, you know child molesters running everything of of course i would be be doing anything i could to try to take them down but it's like it it justifies whatever whatever they want to do and that's that's really scary i mean we've obviously seen some pretty horrible stuff over the last uh few years yeah, there's been people that have driven trains off a track trying to take out a hospital ship because they think that it's there to like get the kids and 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 people have done Jeez. you know violence. There was a mob boss yeah. on the East Coast that got killed by a guy who was all wrapped up on QAnon. There was the coup in Venezuela oh. that just went down. One of the military dudes, mercenary guys, was a huge QAnon guy. So there's like. Yeah, it has wrapped up a large portion, just like the same with like the Russian um, investigation stuff that really whipped up like the liberal side to where everything's a Russian bot. If you say anything, you know, right. That's well, I mean, yeah, I got to the point where uh, uh, Bernie Sanders was getting lumped in some of that stuff, which is what really that just felt that just felt dirty to me because it's like now I have to be the one who sounds like. You know, I mean, I know you personally have been 
uh, been sort of accused in a sense of being like a Trump uh, sympathizer almost. Trump, yeah. No, be- because for Donald Trump. <laughs> because right, because well, yeah, because you were just questioning something uh, on, and it's like it's like if I if I try to disagree with Bernie Sanders being lumped in with Russian meddling, then it's like I'm I'm denying that it exists at all. It's yeah. like it's got to be it's one or the other, and I think I think um, that's something that's really. Uh, drawn me into uh, really being interested in just talking to you about some of this stuff because uh, the more that I've uh, talked with you uh, through Facebook, um, you know, you just have, you've opened my eyes to a lot of different things. And it's, it's, as I said, I think that from an ideological standpoint, I think we're very, very similar, mm-hmm. uh, but there's this, this other, other area of things like, for example, QAnon and, and some of these other things that you mentioned that uh, I'm kind of becoming more aware of now. And it is, uh, it's a little scary. Um, you know, I definitely don't, I, I don't try to subscribe to any sort of paranoia conspiracy type theory, but I do think it's important to be as informed as possible. And, yeah. When there's crazy <laughs> people out there that like think right. craziness should probably know yeah <laughs> and yeah and we'd like but america doesn't care we'll talk about iran and they're like they're the number one supporters of terrorism or whoever and we won't right. ever look at what we do because right right american exceptionalism does not allow <laughs> that to happen we are way too well, perfect to question ourselves how, how much uh heat did did bernie sanders take when he just when he mentioned like he was talking about uh, Fidel Castro's um, reading literacy program, right? And he just he was he was just saying like, look, I'm just saying that we can acknowledge positive outcomes even if it's from you know a less than ideal source. Like a good thing is a good thing, and it was this, he was lumped in with this idea that like, oh, you're just a, a communist sympathizer or whatever, and then they, then they pull up that that soundbite of Barack Obama saying like literally the the same thing four years prior. Well, like the context of the question that Bernie was asked was why didn't the Cuban people overthrow Castro? And the first, the first thing was, well, he taught him how to read because they were slaves under uh, Batista. Like they were Mm -hmm. slaves and the majority of the people were Afro Cubans. So like (laughs) Fidel taught (laughs) black people how to read. Like I right. know America might be against that. Maybe some Americans, not all. I think most everybody today is okay with it. But right. white supremacy is a worldwide thing and America has definitely pushed it. What and, we're yeah. And no, Bernie go ahead. was Bernie was just trying to say the right thing, say the correct right. thing. Because it is like it's a good thing to do. But yeah, they I, can't be genuine. There is no genuine discussion right. in politics within the United States. Right, it's exactly. Like, That's... I got you, and like you said this one thing, so I can twist it. And then <laughs> right, it. right. Because even yeah, me saying that's... that oh, white supremacy in America is a thing, you know, that's like, or that white people may not want black people to read in the United States. Oh, that sounds like a really crazy, toxic thing to say, but I think that's right. true. I think that there right. are people in the United States that don't want black people to be educated or any. Oh, for sure. 
Definitely. It's completely true. But yes, absolutely. Outraged by my comment. There's 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 plenty more evidence of that than the evidence that having absentee mail in ballots is uh, linked to, <laughs> you know, cheating for voting. I mean, totally. but it but, but actually that that supports your thesis right there. Right. Because the idea is to make it. Who, who does it hurt to make it so that you can't mail in your ballots? Who, who does that hurt? Does that hurt people with jobs, with money, with cars? Or does it hurt people who are sick or who are old or who are incapacitated somehow? I mean, it's not hard to make these uh, they, to make these connections, I don't think. They like it. I think it supports what you're saying. They like it when less than 50% of the United States votes. Right. That's perfect for them. They can right. segment it off and get certain groups mm-hmm. that say yes this one time, say no the next time, or red or blue or whatever. And the majority of the people don't vote, have no say, don't really care, are disgusted by everything. And they still yeah. consolidate power because they're both the same party. Uh, right. I'm not right. even sure what that much different Joe Biden is from Donald Trump these days. I don't really know like see this is where you might be a little bit more to the left than me <laughs> but okay. uh no i i get what you're saying like it's it's part of the establishment right yeah and joe biden is the establishment well right yeah i mean it's it's interesting because i mean up until the last few years donald trump had had no political experience so uh and obviously I'm not, not, nor have ever have been a Trump supporter. Um, but it's, it's at least anti-establishment or, you know, maybe it was at a, at a point and not anymore. Well, Donald Trump was like populist right-wing talking points. He, you know, right. Taking down NATO. Um, yeah, I guess the immigration stuff is a populist thing for the right wing. Uh, he was pretty anti-war compared to Hillary Clinton. I'll still right. give him credit there. Like, I still think you can give credit to Donald Trump on things that he's done, even if he's a bastard. Right. I, I still think. He, well, it's, it's interesting that you say, too, about about war, because I, I have noticed that in general. And again, the other thing, though, to be fair, like he does flip flop on a lot of stuff. Sure. But in general, I do. I do find that I think you're right, that he tends to rather not be involved in conflicts overseas now the thing is i think his reasons for that is mostly out of being like an asshole really like i think he because he doesn't give a shit about anybody else and he doesn't want you know waste money or anything like that so i don't think he's doing it or not doing it for the same reasons that like maybe you and i would be against war but it's still one of those where it's like well well, I, I think mean, he's an asshole and he's incompetent <laughs> and he has incompetent people around him. And the mm-hmm. smart people that are around him are just try like Mattis. I'm not even a super fan of Mattis mm-hmm. after the Marine Corps. Maybe while he was, I think he was a good general. You know, I served under right. him, I guess. Uh, but I think the military is kind of done playing games with him for the most part and are trying not to. I think uh-huh. they screwed up when they gave him the option to kill. Soleimani, I think he took it, and they were they were probably not too into that. Mm-hmm. That was the super bad move, right? Uh, it's 
like I want to be critical of Donald Trump. I think building the wall, concentration camps, all super bad things, but all bad things that didn't start with Donald Trump. Right. Yeah. Like the problem, every, I cannot deal with how everything is going to, once we get Donald Trump out of the White House, everything's going back to normal and it'll be okay. And that's just not the reality that I see. No, that's, I'm definitely in agreement with that. And I think part of it is, and actually, uh, Michael Moore says it a lot. I listen to his podcast also. And uh, a lot of times he'll say, it's not just about getting Trump out of office. It's about, it's about fixing the system that got him there. And, uh, and I always personally think of, of like, you know, you've seen the dark night, right? Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. When he, he's talking, when Two-Face near the end is talking about uh, Joker and, and you know he's talking to one of the mob guys and he's he's saying joker's just a mad dog i want whoever let him off the leash i kind of think of like that like trump is the mad dog um but he's just the symptom he's he's really he's a big symptom he's a big problem but something created him something created a path for him to get right and it's it goes back a long ways long before where we are right now And, and actually this was a also a podcast episode of mine the symptom is not the problem it's the yeah. what got you to the problem that's the problem yeah yeah and we have to fix that and the democratic right. party right now is not focused on fixing those problems so in it's, my opinion it's almost like it's 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 interesting but it's almost like it's the opposite of it's like we're, yeah i mean because i'm i fully agree we need to get trump out of office and i yes. i do think that it will be a positive for America in the immediacy if we get him out of office. Uh, but like, as you say, it's, it's going to bring us back to just when Obama was president and it, it's for Joe. It, yeah. If Joe Biden's it's not, president, it's a third term for Obama. It's how I look at it. Right. And, and like that's who's, not who's controlling Obama. Like, right. Or excuse me. Who's controlling Joe Biden. Like, I think we both would agree that his cognitive skills are lacking. Hey, you can't say that though, right? It's like you're you're being uh you're you're one step away from Russian. I'm being voting. a Russian bot. May as well go vote for Trump if you're going to say that. I mean, I, like I but, guess. But, but let's I'm talk. Not... <laughs> but let's talk about Bernie's heart attack and let's let's look at his yeah. medical records and let's make sure everything is out there on the table. Never, yeah. Not one word about aneurysm or anything though. Can't talk about or that. Or like multiple clips of Joe Biden kissing on the neck of small. Oh children. God! <laughs> Let's not talk about that. I mean, well, but, and uh, not talk about reality because it goes back. It's America is unable to talk about the real <laughs> issues, make real change, or deal with real right. reality. I That's yeah, it. I agree. It, it I struggle with this myself because hey, I want to get Trump out of office too, and as much as I, Joe Biden was not like even a top 10 pick for me uh but i do want trump to get out but i also do hold people accountable and i'm like i i you know do i just completely keep my mouth shut until he wins the election um but Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's like okay i don't i don't want to jeopardize the chances that uh, not even i don't even want to say that 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 biden doesn't win just the chances that trump doesn't get a re-election because to me, that's what yeah. it's about at this point. I'm not an enthusiast. I will vote for Joe Biden, but it, it, 
enthusiastic or not, a vote is a vote, right? But um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 my, my worry is that uh, Joe Biden is kind of getting a free pass here in sense of um, he's, he's not Trump. Like that's, that's like literally what he's running on is I'm not Trump. And I'm not Trump. That's, we'll go back to we'll make right. America great again like it was. Right. And that's it. And and I'm not when I'm saying like Joe Biden needs to not like be the president. I'm not saying Bernie Sanders has to take take the spot. They right. can have Pete Buttigieg. They can have Kamala Harris. They can have damn near anybody. Right. Um, but I think that guy is a bad example of a politician in the United States right now. Right. Well, I mean, and like the Me Too stuff and the like you mentioned the inappropriate or I mean, that's he's he's clearly he's had a record of whether whether he's guilty of any actual assaults. He he has a known record of kind of invading personal space. We can at least agree yeah. on that. And I would hope people could agree to that. I would. Hope. And and that's I mean, honestly, yeah, that's that's a little bit out of touch. That's that's, you know, we've we've already We've already well, passed I, the. We have the Me Too movement now. Like we believe survivors. It's like, but yep. we can't. You can't really like pick and choose uh, how you. You know, you if, either. If, yeah. If we didn't have the coronavirus soaking up the media right now, it would just be about Tara Reid and sexual assault, right? And Hunter Biden and his corruption in Ukraine. Right. Uh, Joe Biden's other other brother who got indicted for corruption through a healthcare company he was involved with. So like that just happened in January, this last oh, January. Wow. I didn't didn't even actually know about that. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> Biden brothers love to, you know, profit huh. off uh, their brother's name. So huh. like it would just be about corruption and sexual yeah. assault. Right. And like Trump does all that also. Definitely. Absolutely. 100%. Right. You know, Don Jr.'s mom testified in court that Donald Trump raped her. Like that happened. <laughs> um, right. A New York real estate crony con man mobbed up with the Russian mob. Do I believe he's corrupt? 100% I do. Right. But like when we're talking about like saving the soul of America. When you're throwing up a guy who's like just as bad, right? Just the same stuff. It doesn't entice me to feel happy about what we're doing. But I, that's maybe because I want America to change and be better. I guess I'm wrong to think that. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because you know to kind of bring it back to COVID actually, um, and and I mentioned this in my last episode when I was talking about my concern with uh, some of the states starting to lift some of the restrictions. Um, is that it's it's almost representative of that same phenomenon, which is let's go back to you know five years ago. Let's put Obama 3.0 right in office. Um, but then, but you're just going back to one step before Trump. So it like with me with with uh, like I was listening to the news and they were was talking about how uh, California is effectively right now where it was when we first started the quarantine but in terms of a vaccine there's not any there's nothing there's nothing right now so to me and and california isn't doing that although actually there are some restrictions being lifted tomorrow uh that was just announced today but if 
to me, my, you know, and I'm not an expert on this, but if we go back to how we were then, then what stops the problem from coming back? And in much the same way, if we just go right back to where we were right before Trump got into office, who's going to stop the next Trump? You know, Trump is just one really, really bad symptom. Oh, yeah. And it's Oh, the next guy we get is a is a is a one eyed Dan Crenshaw, who's a slick talking, just evil human being, just pure evil. And who will whip up the base and will really have a problem. Right. Or it's Don Jr. Yeah. One of those just really <laughs> dumb people. But, you know, that's that's why I live in the woods. Like, <laughs> like I have no yeah. trust in leadership. We are lacking in leadership. Yeah. On all I, sides. I, everywhere. Yeah. I think. And, and that's where, yeah, I. I I'm I'm so inspired by you and your situation because it's like it's like you're a little you're a literal representation of yourself in a sense because you're you're living off the grid in the woods kind of separated from you know regular the best I can. I'm not perfect right I'm not perfect but like I got an Amazon account I have a cell phone you know I'm not perfect but I mean it took us like I try. It took us like 45 minutes just to get this recording started. And I think that speaks to, you know, just the where you, where you are right now. It's like, it's, uh, it's little things like that. And it's sort of like politically, you're kind of in that same, in that same arena where you're like a little bit off the, um, the mainstream, you know, establishment left and right and all that. You're kind of looking at it from almost like a George, oh, yeah, you should. George Carlin kind of thing is that's kind of how he was kind of sure. outside looking in you know i'm married to like an anarchist oh really like an anarchist witch <laughs> yeah like she's pretty hardcore really she's, she looks at me and being afraid of my you know Daddy, I you went pee pee that's great we might have to edit that out um uh, uh <laughs> that's funny um no, so like my wife is a pretty pretty hardcore anarchist and was an activist in some ways in mm-hmm. her past and like so she looks at me like a you know like a commie socialist and is like, Well, you know, you you commies killed as many anarchists as you did anybody else too. So <laughs> I, I have a little bit of an anarchy, you know, a, a Chomsky kind of libertarian anarchy kind of thing to me too. Kind of growing up a libertarian, I, I understand right like what libertarians say right I, I like a lot of what the libertarians say i think people should be free but i don't believe in like capitalism or some free market allows people to be free I, right I that that's where i kind of it's more of economics where i'm you know more left-wing i guess right you know i'm a weird california mix of you know stuff i like guns right, like, right. i don't like gun control Right. That's dumb. Interesting because I But so does Carl but so does Karl Marx. You can read Karl Marx and he is he, he's had the best rendition of the Second Amendment I've ever read. Oh really? So I'll have to check it out. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can I'll send it to you. It's a, it's about like militias and it like talks about how the militia part of the Second Amendment, which we never talk about, is, is in that and I really enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Well that's interesting. Yeah. Well I was gonna say, because um, I 
Well, first off, it's, you know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back again really quick because, you know, you and I go yeah. back, I mean, what, 20, 20 years at least because I, I know we were yeah. in freshman we year. We almost graduated high school 20 years ago. I know, right? That's yeah. 17 years ago now, yeah. But, I, but it's also, I was going to say, uh, it's fitting that you're the first person on my show and it only took me seven months and I guess having the, the quarantine – kind of helped because then anchor put in this like remote recording uh, ability but uh you were the first person that i exchanged emails with i still remember that because i remember and this was back when it was like you know the dial up and everything and you gotta like yeah sound like a cash register buzzing through or something and i remember i was watching my mom like she was iming somebody and then she she like typed and sent something and i was like okay so like when do they get that and she's like like right now i was like what I was like, that's so cool. Oh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's like I've always felt like we've had this sort of uh, connection of ideas in a sense. And we went a long stretch without really communicating at all. And then it's thanks to social media kind of brings people back together. But I, I, yeah. I always I thought that you were more conservative, which I think you were saying before that you, you used to be more um, being, you know, you've got a. I think it's interesting. I feel like we have quasi parallel ish like backgrounds in terms of like we've both served, but in different, in different areas, obviously we, we have different breadth of experience, but then I keep coming back to that daughters having the same birthday. Like that's pretty, that's kind of wild, <laughs> but that is wild. Yeah. I, I just, I thought that was interesting. Like your kind of evolution through, through the Marine Corps and then how that, how that shaped kind of where you're at now. Yeah, I'd say the longer I was in the Marines, and I think what started changing me, uh, it's like 2007, 2008, the economic collapse, I think really changed my view on politics for sure. Like I was, and like kind of seeing the like disaster that was Iraq and Afghanistan right. and those years too has had a really big effect on, on my politics for sure. In in the it's, sense of just mm-hmm. how much of a disaster it was, and right? How we can't actually say that out loud, and, right? Or do anything different. Well, and still do the same thing, right? Right, and and that gets back to what you were saying about um, Biden not being that much different than Trump, and like for me, you know, and I was I, when. Part of my frustration with politics in general is I'm not, I'm not a genius. I'm not like a super well-researched guy who, who I shouldn't know more. I'll put it that way. Like I shouldn't be more informed than our politicians. But I mean, I was, I was 17 years old when we invaded Iraq and I knew it was stupid and wrong then just based off of being, you know, taking us history and watching the news and knowing where the threat was coming from. And we weren't going to the right country. It's like, I knew that, but Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton voted. Uh, and it's like, okay, yeah, we could say George W. Bush was horrible for what he did and getting us into that war, but he had to get the approval of Congress to make that happen. And, uh, it, it doesn't really matter who you have in the helm. Uh, if you've got a, you know, party full of, uh, corrupt people who are going to just go along with whatever shitty thing you want to do. Yep. Yeah. I, <laughs> and I, you know, at that time I would say that I was for it in a, it, it, 
with the idea that I thought I was going in the military. So if you're going to go in the military, you might as well go in when there's a war where it's probably pretty boring. Right. So I right. guess I was pretty stoked, right? Mm-hmm. But then being in the military at that time and then meeting people who had gone to combat, got blown up, got half their head blown off, and seeing that throughout my whole eight years in the Marines, yeah, uh, it definitely like changes you. And then when the history is actually written, and the stories come out and the truth comes out. You know, I made a mistake, I guess, but I still think joining the Marines was like good for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I definitely think waging war in Iraq is, is what cripples an empire kind of thing. That's like something that you just don't recover from. And we still right. recovered. We're still there. We're still bogged down yeah. with the politics and the after right. effects of of that and we probably will be for like my entire lifetime i guess you you break it you buy it right yeah like we're still we're still dealing with uh the french and the british taking out the ottoman empire we're still dealing with that and that was a hundred years ago that's just not over yet (laughs) yeah but you know like when you think about history it really sucks because that's my thing that's i think why i'm like semi-intelligent Cause like I read history and like multiple, you know, sides. Of right. It. And it's just, right. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. Yeah. It's looking, you know, <laughs> looking pretty bad. Well, it's like, what do they say? The history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. It rhymes. Yep. It definitely. <laughs> definitely. rhymes. Yeah. And it's definitely influenced by the same thing over and over again. It's like power and, right. and resources. Yeah. Now that yeah. Changes. And we have right. we haven't got the secret, you know, unintending metal that like saves us and cures everything and fixes our energy problems. We're still like, you know, well, fossil fuels and know, water. Right. Well, and as much as I, I mean, I was, you know, we were both very diehard Bernie Sanders um, supporters, and I, you know, as much as I really, really wanted to get him in office. Even I would think to myself, how much is it really going to change? Because he's still Bernie Sanders. He's still one man. And he's, and you know, of all people, he's going to do things the right way. Um, He's not going to like try to make illegal executive orders or anything like that. And so he still would need the help of Congress. And so I just, I just, it's going to take so much to get to, to where we're talking about oh, yeah. i just i don't know that it's no even do i think the world that i how want, it would ever be possible yeah, I, do i think the the government that i want is possible in the united states as it is right now no it's pretty impossible right there's way too much and, money and, and power that are influencing right. us that have us you know held down by our freaking race and i mean just think how hard it was to get Bernie Sanders nominated. I mean, he won the first three states and then it was just like, they just came right down on him and everybody drops out just, just conveniently and time for super Tuesday. And then he, you know, Bernie was not able to split the vote anymore. Bernie won all those, those states that no one had ever done before. It had never been. done. Before. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. I remember and hearing he about that. And, and that a huge. Yeah. <sighs> You know, I don't want to. Well, I don't want to shit on South Carolina, right? 
But like South Carolina is never gonna be a blue state. At least mm-hmm. in our lifetime, probably. It's probably not. And like them dictate they dictated what happened. They that's it gave Joe Biden a pass. It gave him the storyline going into Super Tuesday. The media gave him like right. like a hundred and seventy million dollars worth of coverage that he didn't have to pay for. And they made him right. be relevant. Everybody dropped out. Elizabeth Warren didn't drop out. And then we're done. The only saving grace right. is if 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 Bloomberg wasn't so bad in that debate, like maybe <laughs> cuts off more of the vote from vote for Biden and we do better. But that didn't happen because Bloomberg right. was a disaster. Um, which you know, I'm right. glad he's not the guy either. I don't want another Republican versus a Republican. That's you know, right, so, right. Um, well. Yeah, it's just, it's just frustrating because it's like I just think I'm just thinking about how how much was put in the way of getting Bernie Sanders who and and you know, and to be fair, I mean the, the youth didn't turn out either, which was disappointing. I I thought well, they, that he was going to stir up more. They turned out that they but, just the numbers of old people also turned out. There's the only state right. that didn't have, you know, once the COVID nineteen stuff out, the numbers have shrunken. But um, before all mm-hmm. that, the health issues kicked off. The only state that didn't have a huge turnout was Iowa. That's it. Everybody else had record, you know, turnout. Mm-hmm. Virginia had a huge turnout. Right. It was like almost double. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, really? Was, they usually was like seven hundred something thousand. They had like one point three million people vote. So an insane amount of people. But I think part of that is because there's a mm. large portion of people in that part of the country that are former like Trump supporters that are just like, well, we're going to go with what we know. And that's Joe Biden. So right. That's why I think Joe Biden probably will beat Trump. That's because people know. But yeah. they did not want Bernie Sanders because he is the opposite yeah. of what they want. They want Joe Biden. They can deal with Joe Biden. They have since 1972. Right, right. And that's kind of a human nature thing too, right? Like you just you're comfortable with what you're you're used to and you know. And I guess uh for me I it's it's just frustrating that I just thinking how much I mean how close yet how so far. They're they're actually I mean after we won the first three states, I actually was like I was thinking to myself, he he might win. Like he might be the nominee. I never I never up until that point actually really considered that he might win and i was like wow he he might actually be the nominee and then he might actually like what what if you know what if this would be like a dream come true and and again even if he became president the road would still be so far and and high um (laughs) but we couldn't even get that i mean we couldn't even get that first step so it's like the best we the best we got out of it is he's inspired a movement and You know, movement's great, but I, I don't. We need. Yeah, I would rather something tangible. I would rather see it. the fight in the White House from Bernie, fighting all sides because he'd be fighting the Democrats too. I'd rather see the him and right, and right, whoever's like. No, I don't know. I don't know who the future for like the left or the progressives or progressives, whatever we're calling it in the United States. Um, the future is Rokana AFC. Sadly, Ilan Omar's uh, you know refugee camp, so she can't be the president. I would vote for 
Lamar mm. over. So the future right. is bleak yeah. for the progressives. Super, super bleak. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe a third party will be born at some point of uh, disgruntled revolutionary people like us. Uh, there's a, you know, I don't. Who knows? You know, who knows if we we have an election in November? I'm still right. I know. You know, who knows what yeah. happens this next surge COVID nineteen deaths? Like things could get super, super, right. super weird. You know, what happens when yeah. more militia members in Michigan or whoever state, name a state, start taking over more state capitals? And what if they start shooting people? Yeah, babe. Yeah. I'm almost done. I'll come play with you in a little bit, okay? That's a good That's a good cue. I, I would never try to keep a dad from yeah. playing with his kid. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what the future is, but... Uh, you know, I'll talk to you about it again. Definitely, yeah. Um, that would be great. This is def- this has been a very good, good ice breaking yeah. conversation. Yeah, I've enjoyed this. Um, yeah, and we barely even touched on QAnon. I actually oh, pulled up do, the page when you whole, told me about it. We should I, do a whole. Ch- yeah, I've li- I I just actually started listening to some podcasts that are all like people who debunk QAnon and it's like <laughs> oh it's so crazy oh really it's crazy stuff they're out of their minds interesting yeah yeah it'll give us something to look forward to because I, I said you um, you told me about it and then just before we started talking I just kind of was looking over the page but uh, you know there was so much other stuff to, to catch up on so uh, that'll be something that we can look yeah. forward to and of course, any other current current news or events of interest, which there are never a I'm shortage all for of. Making fun of more conservatives and liberals, I'm super into it. <laughs> That's what it I do constantly good. Yeah. in my brain, but to myself, usual because my wife doesn't <laughs> want to hear about it anymore. Right. Hey, you know that's what the that's what's great about the I podcast. It's like therapy into a into a mic. <laughs> well, cool. It was nice talking to you. Yeah, yeah. you too. Okay, I'll I'll talk to you again soon. All right, bye. All right, bye. That was quite an enjoyable and lively conversation. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope that you will be tuning again soon. I definitely look forward to having uh, Mr. Brian, the goat farmer, back on the show soon. In the meantime... Continue to take care of yourselves and each other. And remember, don't be afraid to question the consensus.